the key to the conservative party and the future of it is literally hanging on by a thread. And that thread is about to be ripped away. Listen, y'all, we're about to break down exactly what you need to know and how to really combat what's going on and the attack of conservatives. Let's get into it. Welcome to Unleashed with the Patriot Sisters. Buckle up, girl, because we're about to spill that tea just like we did in 1773. We light the fire under all things politics. And don't worry, social justice warriors, we're light the fire underneath you too. Why? Because we're inclusive. Prepare to be triggered. What's up, y'all? We're the Patriot Sisters, and we are back at it with another episode of Unleashed with the Patriot Sisters. That's us. Congratulations and welcome. So the future of the conservative party. What the, what, what the, what is it? What are we in for? <laughs> Finish your sentence. Go on. What but, the heck? <laughs> what the heck is happening? Is the GOP dead? Are Republicans done for? Are conservatives, do they ever have a chance in regaining office? Regaining power in any of the three branches? Yeah. At this point, it feels like no. Mm-hmm. Because now we know if a Democrat can rig their way into office, they will continue to do it forever. Yeah. Well, I they've been doing it for years. We realized it in 2020. And now they're just like they're doing it in our face and not saying anything. So what does the future of the conservative party look like? Let's just get into it. Yeah. Because a whole lot is happening. If you're new to politics. Welcome to chaos. This is not normal. Okay, just like to point that out. This is not normal to have so much historical monumental events occurring <laughs> multiple times a day. You know, the other day we were driving in the car and Izzy looked at the family and was like, you know, I'm tired. And I'm, wait, first of all, I'm sure most of you guys can relate with this. Oh, but she goes, yeah. I'm tired. It's just so tiring to be living through a historical day every single day. Multiple times a day. For months. She goes, I'm just done. And that is so true. It's a mood. It's a mood. We, know, we say, is a mood. Who says that? Literally, you've never seen that? Never mind. Never mind, Christiana. <laughs> no. We love you. I have no idea what you're talking it's about. It's a mood. No. It's no. like I-S-S-A it's mood. A mood. It's okay. a mood. That's cool. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Girl, we got to get you back into pop. Yeah, okay. Culture. So All right. the attack on conservatives has always been there, um, but it's come to a different level this year. And so it's, it's just been it's been shocking. Our, it's almost like the attack on conservatives has become a trendy cultural thing. And mm-hmm. if you don't partake, you're now saying, oh, inherently or indirectly rather, you're saying I agree with conservatives and I'm one of them. Therefore, you get attacked for doing that. So you have to attack conservatives. In order to be socially acceptable. Exactly. And I'm going to take a broad statement here. And this is kind of related or kind of as broad of a statement as we made months ago regarding Nazi Germany. um, In which we referenced. Boy, did that get us in trouble. But yet I'm so. (laughs) Thankful we said that. Because it's exactly what's happening. If you don't know what we're talking about, scroll back. Like, I think to episode three or something, we very, talk about very that. Beginning. Um, but it's almost like what happened in the 60s. Like, if you weren't racially hateful towards a black American, then you You're were the weird one. You were as bad as being black because that was apparently a, like essentially a crime back then and the horrible mistreatment mm-hmm. of a human being or slavery. If you were 
treated them like they were humans. If you condoned it, you're good. Mm-hmm. But if you didn't condone it in any way, you're officially just as bad as them and you mean nothing. You're the scum of the earth. And that's practically what the process of conser- being a conservative, being a Christian, whatever, you know, usually they go hand in hand in this country is being, is looking like. So, but what is the future partake? That was a whole bunch of doom and gloom. But what is, is there hope? <laughs> is there an, even a chance for redemption down the road? I mean, let's talk about, let's talk about our man for a second. Mm. Donald John Trump. Is that our man? That's DJT. Mm-hmm. My man. My man. My, My man. man. <laughs> so if you look, think about it, the goal of the left was, and even the goal really since Biden has become into office, mm-hmm. since January 6th, we'll say, has been to erase any record of what Donald Trump built the last four years. Completely get rid of it. Mm-hmm. The goal is to erase it, and and I kind of feel like this is also running true, but not only is the, the left goal, the left's goal is to erase what Trump has built, but the good things is to be like, oh, that was us. Yeah. Oh, that was our, our doing. It's so like, we're amazing now. Like, yeah. no, okay, You child, did nothing. You did nothing, and you complained about it uh-huh. when Trump was doing it. So tra- stop <gasps> trying to take the credit for it do you know what that reminds me of Hmm. being stuck in a stupid glass project and like sammy does nothing Mm -hmm. and then sammy acts like they know everything on presentation day and you're like what the heck sammy you were awful behind the scenes stop (laughs) acting like you didn't work here (laughs) nothing so the movement trump created wasn't just a movement it was but it wasn't what he did and it wasn't even just a movement behind a specific candidate to get him elected what he was able to do was literally change and and wake up 80 million people in this country 80 plus right he he created a sense of free thinkers and i know turning point has used- kind of coined that term in a way and run, and ran with it which is awesome but that's so true trump has woken up the patriot foundation that has been asleep she mm-hmm. has been slumbering in this nation for decades for decades. Honestly, I feel like it's My safe entire to life. say. No, yeah, absolutely. I feel like it's safe to say the last generation to truly be patriotic and and proud to call America home was our grandparents. Yeah. That was, which is like the what? The baby boomers. So 1950s, maybe the 60s, cut mm-hmm. off. No more. Yeah, people were patriotic, you know, etc. After that point. And can I just say, celebrating 4th of July does not make you patriotic. That makes you a partier. (laughs) I just have to say that. True. Because I saw so many, like, social justice warriors celebrating the 4th of July over the summer. But that's racist. Like, I thought you hate America. What? Red, white, and blue? (gasps) You're wearing those colors? Together? Does that mean you're racist? (gasps) Can you be racist in black? (gasps) I don't don't know. (laughs) No, but it's true. So... So Trump really woke up that beast, and it's beautiful to see because if we had stayed asleep, genuinely t- talking right now, I think we would we would lose this country. Yeah. I mean, we are at a great turning point right now where we can decide which way we want to go, left or right, mm-hmm. for the future of this, of this republic. But um, yeah, Trump really just kind of took a stick. And took the Band-Aid off. 
Well, yeah. Not only and that, then he whacked he, us a couple times. He took a stick and was like poking us, whipping he us. Said, with get the, up. Let's yeah. go. We got work to do. Wake up. So what – but the future – Typical dad move. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> the future of Republicans and the, the conservative party, I don't want to call it the Republicans anymore because there's a separating of the of the establishment – GOP, the rhinos, the squishies, whatever, whatever you like to call them. Mm-hmm. And I would like to really only hone in and separate them two as calling them Republicans versus conservatives. That's and that's what we're seeing happen. Because there is kind of a difference. There's yeah. a huge difference, especially right. since January 6th. Oh, good golly. Can Bunch you- of squishy, no backbone, rhino, pathetic people calling themselves Republican. No, take a seat. Sit down. Listen, Linda. <laughs> Listen, <down>. Linda. <laughs> Listen. See, I do know some culturally relevant okay, terms. I got you. From a child. All right, you. so take us down January 6th. And this is our crucial moment that is separating the conservative and Republicans from one another. They're no longer the same. I really hope history, history books – Get this right? Get, well, they won't. But I, I just hope we will never forget this as a nation. January well, 6th. I hope not. So c- come January 6th, really right before up until the day and the time they met, Congress met, um, we had thought we had gotten most of Republicans on our side. The Trump train. Yeah. Team MAGA. Mm-hmm. You know, like we were like, okay, we're set. We have all these Republicans coming out publicly saying, yes, I'm going to contest the election. They were, we're rising good. up. They were going to stand tall and fight back with truth. Yeah. Well, no, they did not. <laughs> I'll tell you right now. They were all saying, we seen the evidence of election fraud. We're going to contest the election. We're good. We had Loeffler girl from Georgia who was running in the state Senate runoffs, mm-hmm. right? When the Georgia had to redo everything. Yeah. She was literally January 5th. She was with Trump in Georgia doing a rally. President Trump said, come up on here, say a few words. She publicly said that she was announcing that she would be contesting the election the following day. And what did we see come January 6th when Congress came back together after the storming of the Capitol? Mm -hmm. She goes, after what occurred outside today, I can no longer support contesting the election. Like Like what what? idiot says that? I'm going to say it right now. What idiot says that? Oh, is he? You can't call her an idiot. Why would you do that? No, an idiot literally means a stupid person. What is a stupid person? A stupid person is someone with no common sense. Yeah, lack of facts, lack of edu- intelligence. Okay, so I'm okay to use the word idiot. <laughs> people <laughs> are I know idiots. some people get triggered by that. But it's okay because we can learn from our mistakes and grow. Right. So this girl from Georgia, she's a squishy. Can we just say thank you for not getting in? Like I know we wanted the Senate if yeah. we wanted Georgia to go red, which it totally should have. So that's a whole nother topic. But I'm I mean, thankful, not her. How did, but here's Because she's another question. rhino. Here's my question. We all know when they, when Georgia redid the, the votes, mm-hmm. there was still fraud. Mm-hmm. How does this gal feel about her own campaign, her own, you know, time running for Senate in Georgia being stolen like that? And her having issues on the backside of voting, yet doesn't want to stand up for the nation. I don't know. It's a bit, it's a bit confusing. It's a bit squishy. 
It's a bit squishy. Don't you think? I do. Okay. So that's so, what you saw. We had Loeffler, for example, a Republican we thought was on our side, was on Team Trump. She was just with him the day before. And then less than 24 hours later, she comes up and says that. wonder what happened between those times. So is she saying that election fraud magically disappeared? Mm. Like what happened? Nah. How can you say you've seen the evidence? You're going to contest it based upon the evidence because that was wrong. And, and then, then say, never mind, because of something XYZ that happened that had nothing to do with the election. Occur. It makes zero sense. Only a stupid person would do something like that. I I hope she learns from her lesson and grows. That's so all I got to say. Her and so many other Senate members and House members literally just raised their hand and said, I am not a conservative. I am not for the American people. I am not for the Constitution. I am an established GOP rhino Republican squishy. AKA, they basically should have just stood up and said, hi, um, I'm a sellout. Mm-hmm. And let me explain to you why I'm a sellout. Because sellout that's, alert. Yeah, exactly. That's what happened. I'm going to sell myself out. I'm going to sell this government out. I'm mm-hmm. going to sell out the American people. And eventually, because we're done, we're stuck with this awful administration for the next four years, supposedly for now, that we're, we're just going to sell out the nation. Forget it. And that, January 6th, I thank God that January 6th occurred in the way that it did because it exposed so many things and that exposed the future of the conservative and Republican parties. That was a separating. That was a separating from the the wheat and the the tares. Like everything that we always say, that was a separating. And that needed to happen. Needed to happen. And now we know she and so many others are not the future of the conservative party. So who is the future of the conservative party? I personally think, well, you jump into it. You're jumping the gun. I'll say for starters, we all know and love Madison Cawthorn. Mm -hmm. We'll say that for now. But we, there's so much we want to say, but we do want to say this. I'll speak on behalf of myself, and then I'll let you say. Confirm or deny. Confirm or deny. Okay. Yay or nay. <laughs> okay. I still fully nay. believe. No, <laughs> I believe that God's promises and the words what the prophet said, I know people have so many different opinions on that. I still believe they weren't wrong. I think people have forgotten that the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And so God's plan can be something. But if the church doesn't rise up and and claim her spot, things can be taken from you when they are meant from you. But not only that, and I'm not saying that's what happened, but there's also in situations where sometimes it has to get bad in order for a great redemption story to come forth. You know what I'm saying? Like the Israelites, they had to be in captivity. They had to get finally get free from uh, Pharaoh. Pharaoh mm-hmm. thought Slavery. he won, right? Because they, you know, Pharaoh thought he won twice, technically, right? The Once Israelites when they were in slavery, mm-hmm. and then when Pharaoh, Pharaoh was like, "Oh, okay, I guess you guys can leave," and Moses took the people, his people, and they left, but then to the Red Sea. Oh, and Pharaoh's like, "Just kidding! I'm gonna come get you." He probably thought he won again. Yeah, second time the charm. So, like, there's waves of, uh, we'll call them ups and downs. So, do not forget that. I still stand by what we said in the very beginning. And do you, I guess I still stand. Oh, I stand. Okay. I'm there. (laughs) 
I'm, I'm the other patriot sister. I'm there with you. But, but, but God's word doesn't change. Ever. So if he spoke something out into existence and the prophets, you know, relayed the information mm-hmm. accurately the way God intended it to be. Yeah. It's not going to change. It's kind of like when, when if you're fasting and praying or just praying in general, you can never pray and not have God come through. Maybe it doesn't look like the way you thought it was going to look like, mm-hmm. but God never ignores someone's prayer or their time spent fasting ever. Yeah. So we just got to re- remind ourselves like, hey, this legitimately sucks. <laughs> we all have so many questions, but this is not the end of the story. Yeah, at all. but it's okay to feel, I'm going to say this, it's okay to feel emotional about what's happening. Oh, it's yeah. okay to feel confused, angry, confused, confused, confused. because those are natural <laughs> earthly responses to what's happening because a whole clown circus show is happening in front of our eyes. <laughs> and you might feel like there's nothing you can do about it. Henceforth, the roller coaster of emotions. We were in West Palm Beach welcoming our man, dad home, President Donald You call him Trump. dad. I feel more like he's like a grandpa. Okay. He's like a grandpa. He's like America's grandfather, but I just say dad because it's easier to say. But we were in West Palm Beach welcoming, welcoming, welcoming him home, <laughs> if I can say it. And they were, we were doing some interviews and everything. And I had no problem telling these people who were recording us, like... Oh, we did, like, some news channel Yeah, interviews. some news channel interviews. I had no problem saying, yeah, I... This has been a roller coaster of emotions. It's up on YouTube. 300,000 people saw it. No problem. Okay? Yeah. My face is up there saying, this is emotional. So, don't feel like you can't be emotional. Don't feel like, even if your friends or family might say to you, like, hey, you need to chill out. Like, <laughs> you're good. Like, move on. You know, this is what it is. No. You enjoy those emotions. <laughs> you yeah. have a good cry. You eat that ice cream or extra piece of pizza if you need to. And then you pick yourself up and move on and say, okay, what's what are, the next plan? What, what are we, we going to do? What does the future hold? Exactly. And that's really, really important. Now is the time when we're in the trenches to be preparing for the future. So the future. Hmm. The future of the conservative party is not with our current elected officials. No, no, not at all. I agree. We cannot rely on them. We can't rely on them to get us out of this mess that they put us in. Exactly. So why would we... It, it, okay. It makes no sense, yet millions of Americans do it. And I used to do it too in my mind. I mean, granted, I could only vote for a couple years now, but... Before, Did you vote? And this is your first time ever, ever voting. No. No, we did. I voted. I voted for Ron DeSantis. We did, my man. Part two. Um, I don't remember what I was going to say, <laughs> but we can't. Oh yeah, elected officials. It's the weirdest thing. Americans will say, "Oh, we the people hold power. Let's vote." You know, Johnny Boy into office. We vote him in. He does a crappy job. We look back to Johnny Boy and say, "You suck." And then we do nothing about it. Year, you know, two whatever four years later, we got to vote again. Johnny Boy's running for a second term. We say, eh, we're going to try one more time. No. No, you don't try one more time. It's been shown. Listen, if Johnny Boy was on your side, he would have done something. He would have yeah. done something. So why are we trying to act like he's going to do something? You vote him out. Yeah. You get rid of him. You take control. Or better yet, you run. Mm-hmm. 
That's like the whole Lindsey Graham thing. Mm. Like, Lindsey, I'm sorry. I have lost all respect for that man. Yeah. I've, I have can't be relying on somebody who's wishy-washy. I mean, if you think about it, Lindsey from North Carolina, is he? Is he North or South? South Carolina. He's South Carolina. He's South Carolina. He did not like Trump in the beginning. No. Yeah, you, you are so right. He, he did didn't. not like Trump. He was against him. So what, we're totally got a little off topic, but they're not the future. The future of the conservative party is actually going to come from people who haven't even thought about running yet. It yeah. could be you. You listening. You could be the future of the conservative party. Who else? Who's who's currently in office that you would say is lead would lead the charge? Matt Gates. Mm-hmm. Okay, he represents the Pensacola area of Florida. He would definitely and is definitely currently charging the conservative movement and and ideologies. But that yeah. comes with that. Who else? I, do we I see? would say the the governor of Florida, our Florida guys, <laughs> even though he's a governor, but Ron DeSantis, he's still a leader, a political leader. Absolutely, Ted yeah. Cruz is he is a great piece in everything, but I wouldn't say he's part of the forefront. He's going to be a part, but he's, he's not definitely a key piece, a leader. Christy Noem, mm-hmm. she's the governor of South Dakota, wonderful girl. Jim from Ohio, Jim Jordan, Jim Jordan, he's amazing. And we even got people from, I think it's Colorado, but Lauren, um, how do you say her last name? Gilbert? Yeah. Yeah. She's amazing. And there's there's so many other freshmen, um, House representatives that, you know, who have filed. What's her name? She filed the articles of impeachment for Joe. Blondie. Blondie. Can't think of her. Can't think of her name. But mm-hmm. those are the future. People who've only been in for a small amount of a time. A very, very small amount of time. <laughs> That the, that's that's who's going to that's the future of the conservative party. And yeah. you listening, you are the future of the conservative party. So if you have a heart for this and you have the slightest thought about running, please for, please run, please run, please do something, please it, stand up. It starts in the local office, just so you know. And don't feel like just because of your age, you're invalid, or just because of your lack of experience. You don't matter. Look at Madison Cawthorn, the youngest person ever to be elected into Congress. Look at him, 25 years old. And, and I don't know about you, but I see his posts and watch his videos and I think, yes, 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 and yes, I agree. Not once do I think, oh yeah, but you're kind of young. Oh, but you're not really, you know, qualified, qualified to do what you're doing. So don't ever let age be a de- de- Deterrent. Determin- yeah, deterrent or determining factor ever. So if you guys aren't following Dutch Sheets, he has been doing something called Give Him 15. It's an app. It's an app. Um, Free. I just listened to the app. I don't know where else he does it. Probably YouTube. But check it out. He said this amazingly today. Um, and so we actually posted it on our uh, Instagram and Facebook page at the Patriot Sisters. But he said, America the Beautiful is still... A, still a thing on the outside. America the beautiful, as the public knows it looking in. She's still beautiful. But on the inside, we're kind of having problems. Essentially, America the beautiful is very sick, but we're not terminally ill, which means we're, we don't have a death sentence. But right. we are, we're struggling a bit. We're having our, our big issues. Yeah. Which is a valid, let's be honest, it's a valid statement to say. I mean, <laughs> We're having so much crap. 
Yeah. And if we have any, yeah, there, there's just so much going on, but you can be sick but not be dying. Mm-hmm. But that's up to you. You know how. And if you don't fix it, it turns into a terminal issue. Right. Which is, thank God we're able to fix it. Thank God we have a constitution that allows us to fix it. That we, the people, are the ones that hold power. And we're not, we're, we're never going to sugarcoat things. Y'all should know that by now. <laughs> we're not the ones that sugarcoat things. We say things and looking back and we're like, wow. We were wrong. We were wrong. Well, or we shouldn't have said that yeah, the way we did. But we never sugarcoat it. But we're also not going to be all doom and gloom. So we try to have a very healthy balance, but we're also human. And I want you to give yourself grace for fluctuating between the two of them. So with that, human. yeah. And with that being said, honestly, like, I really mean this. America's going to be fine. She is going to be fine. She's just a little sick right now. And that doesn't mean it's not going to get bumpy. It's not going to get super duper uncomfortable, scary, you know, whatever. Because it will be. <laughs> but we're going to be fine. Because there are s- systems and policies and, and things that have been set in place by our founding fathers for this very thing. And it's actually really cool for my history geeks out there to watch everything happen the way it's supposed to happen with what we're given. Because <laughs> we're kind of fighting a battle right now that's with dirty players, yeah. meaning they don't fight uh, with the rules. And I think that's another issue is that we have been playing, I forget who said this. Brandon Tatum? Yes. You know what I'm going to say. I do. Brandon Tatum. I think he just did it during a live or I something. I think so, yeah. He said, we're playing a dirty game. And we're playing nice. And we're playing nice. We're playing nice in a dirty game. And that doesn't mean we go play dirty, and but that be means illegal. That's not what we're saying. That means we get smarter. Yeah. At beating them at their own game. Because what does our one of our favorite verses say in the Bible? To be wise as a serpent and when innocent as, as a dove. dove. So listen, I'm telling you, that's like the best thing because nobody expects it. Yeah. And then you come in and you win. So exactly. There you go. So the conservative, what needs to happen in the future of the conservative party is, yes, we need people to run. Yes, we need to mentally, maybe even physically, separate the Republicans from the conservatives. Those are two different things. The rhinos from the Madison Cawthorns. Absolutely. The squishies from the Lawrence of Colorado. Or the Mats of Florida. We need to mentally separate them. They are two different Com- people and yeah. ideologies and mentalities but what also needs to happen for the future of the conservative party mm. is for the church to take her rightful place within politics say it once more we need the church to rise up and talk about fr- freaking politics <laughs> look why is this such a touchy why taboo is it subject? i don't know oh no i do know i think this is just my my mind a hair okay, okay working i think for the church, the American church, politics is such a taboo subject because we that's exactly where we need to be. Yeah. If it wasn't such a controversial thing and everybody seems to be so against it, then we wouldn't need to be involved so heavily. You know, meaning if okay, so if you're ever this is just kind of a broad statement, but it could be church or your personal life or whatever but if there's ever an area where you're like really struggling and you know you probably need to do something but you're like gosh darn like I'm getting these thoughts and it says I my mind saying I shouldn't you know Mm -hmm. whatever that's probably the enemy sneaking in saying hey 
You're not really meant to do X, Y, Z. You should just go back to what you were doing. Don't try to be political as a Christian. That's not good. That's too controversial. That's not loving. And Jesus is love, which is true. So it's like this twisting of the truth, which is exactly what the enemy does. And it literally scares people into doing what they're called to do. For example, the church being involved in politics. And I hear so many things, uh, people, because we get DMs, we talk to people, we're always trying to hear different perspectives just to either change, not change our minds, but it's good to usually it, it enforces what we believe. Yeah. <laughs> usually what ends up happening. It reminds us like, yeah, I now know why I believe what I believe. But we hear the, in the Bible story brought up a lot about how when Jesus went into the temple and flipped the tables because mm. people were conducting business and in, mm-hmm. in his, in you know, the temple. Yeah. And he said, not in my father's house. And a lot of people were like, well, that's another key component on how we need to keep business out of the church and politics out of the church and the outside world out of the church. But the difference was Jesus saw, which is, you you can't make it your idol within the church or the, the only purpose right. of the church. Um, but at the same time, there's a moment when we need to work on knowing that this church, taking okay, taking the same idea and implementing it of the church let's call that america okay okay and i'm going into america a place where i have authority jesus has authority in the church mm-hmm. that's that's his domain domain we'll call it but america was given to me as my home and my domain we're called to be dominion and have rule over the earth and animals and i'm not whatnot so when i see something happening in my domain and it's not okay. You have every right to have a holy anger rise up in you to change. Yeah. And to fight back with truth. And people miss that. I'm just saying, if government was so bad, and as a Christian, and politics was so bad, why would God call King David a man after his own heart? Why would... Why right, he's also a, a king. A king. Hello. That's like a president. Okay. Yeah. Why would God say that? Why would God protect Daniel? Mm-hmm. What about Daniel's friends, uh, the three amigos? Uh, what are their names? Uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Why on earth would God spare them from the furnace when they were about to literally be burned alive? They were going against the government. They were authority. They were making a political stance, a very controversial one. Or King Solomon, what was his job? Two women were brought to him with a baby. One... To, claiming to, that they were both, this kid was both theirs, and clearly that's impossible. Right. And what did he do? He was the governing authority and threatened to cut the baby in half in order to see which was the real mother. Right. So, but he was also a king and so righteous. Queen Esther. Hello, mm-hmm. queen, queen Esther. Queen that's Esther. a government position, which by the way, Queen Esther, that whole, the story of Esther is so applicable to today. Oh, it's like my favorite story now. It's freaky. Like, there's a whole deep state that's talked about <laughs> in Queen Esther. There's like, oh gosh, it's so cool. Anyway, so the point is, g- politics and Christianity are meant to be together. And the future of the conservative party has to include the church in order to have success. And we're seeing that with Sean Foyt. He's been amazing yep. watching him. Yeah. Dutch Sheets, Lance Wall now, the Victory Channel. Yep. There's so everybody who's on the Victory Channel, 
my pillow guy, Mike, Mike Lindell. Lindell. Yeah. He is amazing. A beast. I love it. So anyway, so we need, we need the church to rise up and we need the church to be fighting the spiritual battles alongside with the conservative par- party. Knowing that God's going to take care of his people. While also having people rise up and to take charge of the legal systems, run, run for, for office. office. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> up top. Make policies. And that is going to be the key to success for the conservative party. I mean, during at SAS in December with Turning Point USA, they said, whoever said it, but basically they Multiple were like- Multiple people said it. They said Trump is going to be, may even be more powerful outside of the White House than inside. Yeah, that's deep because that's so true and we're seeing it kind of unfold slowly, slowly, yeah. but it's unfolding. It's only been six days since Sleepy Joe. Good golly. It's almost been a week. <laughs> so that's <laughs> that, that nervous laugh though. <laughs> so that's a little bit of what we wanted to leave you guys with. Our promise is to always keep these episodes on under 30 minutes. So we're kind of exceeding it. So we're going to wrap up super duper fast. Um, yeah, that's the future of the conservative party. Make sure you um, are following our Instagram, unleashed.podcast. Of course, our main one too, at the Patriot Sisters. And then also head over to the slash email. Sign up for our emailing letter. We literally never send things out, but it's just a way to keep in contact with big tech on the rise. So that's yeah, because we're banned from going live on Instagram. Yeah, we, that's why we don't do lives anymore we can't it's temporarily banned i'm kind of scared to try it again i'm scared i'm scared i'm kind of just like wanting to hide yeah just for a little bit anyways guys don't forget to rise up stand tall and and fight fight back back with with truth truth. as always y'all we'll see you in the next one (laughs) 